Hi everyone, I'm Jason Scorse and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing great. So here we are, um, you know, well into 2024. I don't know where the time is going, but uh, the one good thing is the election will come quickly and we'll get the answer about whether we are a democratic country committed to the rule of law, at least nominally, or if we are throwing the rule of law and democracy out the window and deciding to take a fascist route. So this episode is entitled, The Dominoes That May Fall If, you know, dot, dot, dot. And that if is obviously if the election goes dark. And I wanted to outline this because when I talk to people and I read news stories, I think maybe one in a hundred people really understand the stakes of this election. And it's just such a fucking collective failure by the media, by our institutions, that that we even are treating this like a legitimate kind of election, right? Like, oh, hey, you know, yeah, he's, he's a fucked up guy and blah, 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 and 91 indictments, tried to overthrow the government, but hey, it's what the people want. Let's see, you know, he, he might beat Biden, but you know, hey, that's democracy. No, that's not democracy, right? First of all, there's no way Donald Trump wins the popular vote under any circumstances. He's not going to win that. So if he sneaks by, it's going to be through the Electoral College with less than 50% of the vote. It's certainly possible. I, again, I'm confident Biden's going to win, but it's not zero, and it should be fucking zero. If we lived in a sane society where the institutions of media government and education and civic society and even religion was you know was in the game had their heads in the game and was informing people of what was going on this election wouldn't be close and we would all be able to just rest easy but it's just still treated like a fucking game the media remember the media is an entertainment complex right and they want new so one thing that Trump is really good at, if you're just a psychopath and crazy all the time, it's not new. So you don't report on it. So he can say a thousand psychopathic, insane things, but Biden mistakes a world leader in its headlines. So there's like the asymmetry that if you're just crazy and insane and evil all the time, no one pays attention to you anymore. You just kind of fade into the background, right? And... The media doesn't feel it, it, that it's its job to inform the citizenry of what the fuck is going on. It's just an entertainment horse race complex. So, I want to not do that. I want to talk about the substance. And, you know, in some sense, this is because we are sleepwalking towards disaster, right? And if this episode can get at least a few more people clear-eyed about the stakes of what's going to happen in November, you know, I'll have done a little more to try to help tilt the scales to sanity. Um, and again, I'm not trying to fear monger here. I want to be clear about this. I'm just trying to describe reality. And sometimes reality is scary. And if things go dark, 
and MAGA fascism wins in November, it's going to be scary as fuck. And a lot of people are going to get hurt. So I think this election may very well, I think likely, turn out to be the most important election of the entire 21st century, even though we're only a quarter way through it. So I'm going to contend I, I probably won't live to the year 2100 unless there's some super technology. But I think this election is going to be the most important of the century, right? And again, my goal on this podcast has always been to speak clearly about facts and truth and not sugarcoat anything. So I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm really going to lay it out. However, before I outline the domestic and global tragedies that will likely ensue if Agent Orange is elected, I also want to summarize how incredible the Biden presidency has been so far just as contrast to kind of start with something positive before going dark, right? The nation's recovery from the pandemic has been historic and the American economy is the envy of the world, right? And just remember, a few short years ago, people were worried that China was overtaking America, right? It was the rise of China. China's overtaking America. We got to stop China. And now China is in the dumps, It's practically a basket case economically. It's in deflation. It's got very low growth rates. It's got huge defaults on its real estate. There's the GDP growth has slowed. Unemployment is up. Nobody's talking about China being dominant right now. And yet America is booming. So just think about that. Since Biden took over, this whole China rising narrative has been turned on its head. They're weak and we're booming. I mean, can you think about a miraculous turnaround of that magnitude? Again, it just doesn't really get talked about, right? We in this country have the lowest unemployment rate in half a century. It's below 4%. It used to be good to have 5%, 6%. 4% was considered the lowest. We're below like 3.7, right? We've brought down double-digit inflation without a recession or mass unemployment. Do you understand how rare that is? To be able to bring down inflation back down to 2-3%, which is the normal level that we strive for, without a recession, with the opposite, with the economy booming, right? This has basically never happened before. So all this talk about the vibes, recession, and everyone's down on the economy. What the fuck? You fucking kidding me? This is like an economic miracle. Yes, some prices are higher than they were a few years ago. And, you know, some are significantly higher. But wage gains have outpaced inflation. And most big ticket items, cars, appliances, are dropping in price. Again, this is an economic miracle. I'm not saying everybody's got to be happy and jumping in the streets. But give the guy some credit here. And here's an incredible stat. This huge boom in wages mostly has gone to the bottom. So service workers, postal workers, union workers. It has led to major decreases in income inequality that we haven't seen in decades. So again, we live in a very unequal society. And of course, with the stock market at record high, the top 1% has more money than they could ever know what to do with. But overall, income inequality has gone down in the last three years. Black unemployment is at a a historic low. This is the lowest levels of black unemployment in America's history. 200 years. Of course, you know, half of that 
black people were slaves, and then there was Jim Crow and KKK. So, you know, in some sense, you don't count that. But still, in the last 50 years, it's the lowest ever. Right, then you add all the surge in new manufacturing spurred by the IRA and the chips bills and the huge investments in climate policy, and you have a transformational president. That's what Biden is. He's a transformational president. But there's more. I feel like the guy on like you know, those, those Ginsu knife commercials. I'm dating myself. But there's more, right? Biden circumvented the Supreme Court when they shot down his student loan forgiveness plan. And he's decreased student loan payments for many, many millions of people. He just said, we're just going to cut the amount you have to pay in half, and then we'll speed up the time where all of it's forgiven. So he says, fuck you, Supreme Court. You don't want me to just give people 10, 20 grand? I'll just cut their payments forever. Right? And nobody, I mean, this is incredible stuff. Unions are the strongest they've been in decades. Are they where we need them to be? No. But they are the strongest in decades. And who's been leading that effort? Biden. He's out on the picket lines. And that's why Sean Fain of the United Auto Workers endorsed him and said he's our man. And Trump is a fucking scab who only looks out for billionaires. Right? There's a record number of people enrolled in Obamacare right now. And the lowest level of uninsured people in terms of health insurance basically in America history. This is like an incredibly impressive record, right? So again, I just want to come back. I understand how fascists come to power when things really suck and are falling apart. They thrive on that, and I'll come back to that. But holy shit, America's fucking rocking right now. Again, the the fact that we would even think about voting for this fucking lunatic when Biden is crushing it, it's just, it's insanity. It's insanity. And the fact that the news media has just been so fucking down and negative and just can't come around and just saying what an incredible president he is, it's just, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's obscene. It's, it really gets me angry, right? And I just want to, you know, emphasize this again. All of this was done when Biden had zero margin for error in the Senate. Zero. He couldn't lose one senator, right? And then since 2022, the MAGA jobs who can't even police their own fucking caucus, who got rid of Kevin McCarthy, then had five speakers in like a week, who can't even count votes. I mean, these idiot, just dysfunctional fools who now control the House of Representatives. So Biden did all of this with no margin for error in the first two years, and now with this clown car in charge of the U.S. House now, right? So by any objective measure, Biden gets an A-plus on what he has done domestically. Not an A, a fucking A-plus, right? Now, of course, that's not how most people see it because most people are either misinformed or don't even have the most basic information or are just kind of down and out on something, the leftover of the pandemic, or they're mad that, you know, something they like in the supermarket is a dollar more. I mean, I don't know what the fuck people are fucking so mad about, right? It's so, it is frustrating, to have a population so out of touch with just basic reality. And again, that, by the way, is part of the fascist project, to just unmoor people from reality. And that's where we are in America in 2024, with you know these anti-social media platforms like you know Twitter run by this racist nut job, just freak. And then, of course, Zuckerberg, or just another, not necessarily racist freak, but just a doesn't give a shit, 
you know, doesn't care about truth, will amplify anything. They'll get kids hooked on shit to make a buck, right? But look, that's the reality we have. Again, we I can be frustrated all I want, but this is where we are. We have to deal with the reality we have, and that's why I do this podcast every couple of weeks to try to put a more accurate message out there, to try to get people a little thinking a little clearer about reality, right? And that being said, people are starting to feel better about the economy, right? It is starting to trickle into reality. Even if they don't give Biden credit for it, that improvement in people's sentiment will benefit him and it will benefit Democrats come November. So look, I wanted to outline these positives first, both because they're important for context to see where we are as a country in reality and how successful this Biden first term has been, but also because the rest of the episode is going to be quite bleak, right? Um, that's just it. You know, so I wanted to start with something real positive before it goes dark. Um, so how things will unravel if America chooses fascism right after the break. Okay, so to start this section, I really want to focus on foreign policy first, because I didn't talk about that in the context of Biden. I didn't talk about the great work he's done with Ukraine and the great work he's done to help contain China. And I think the, the positive role he's playing with trying to tamp down Israel and get them to you know set up the conditions for a uh, a Palestinian state. So I didn't, you know, all the great stuff I talked about Biden, I didn't even mention his foreign policy accomplishments. But I think that's where things will go really dark really quick if he doesn't win re-election. Right, so let's start with the Ukraine thing, right? Because this is just, it's so obvious. Right? And, and let me start with a more macro point here, which is, look, liberals like me have been critical of American foreign policy for a long time. I think the majority of American wars have been unjust, illegitimate, stupid, wasteful, murderous. And so I think a lot of American foreign policy has been fucking horrible. Obviously, our role in World War II, defeating fascism, great. You know, I think our, you know, role in Kosovo, you know, with, um, you know, getting Milosevic out there, great, right? I think the stuff we're doing in Ukraine, great. But most of it's been bad. That being said... I am not naive enough to think that if America retreats from the scene and says, we're just not going to back up our Western allies, our European allies, we're not going to stand up for democracy, we're not going to stand up when bully fascist countries invade other countries, dictators around the world are going to take note. And you can bet every fucking dictator in the world is hoping against all hope that Trump wins this election. And let's start with how that's going to play. So if Trump wins and we cut off aid to Ukraine and he even makes noise about getting out of NATO, it is very likely that Putin will win that war. It's not 100%. The Ukrainians are badass. 
Maybe the Europeans will step up more. But I think if the if if Trump wins and we really start backing out of NATO and and the U.S. commitment found you know flounders, I think it's highly likely Putin wins. And so then, boom, we have a, a you know a freedom fighting you know huge country in Europe that falls to fascism. And you think that's going to be the last country that Putin invades? You're on crack if you think that, right? He invaded Crimea. We didn't do anything. Then he invaded all Ukraine. We we pull out a NATO and we say, hey, Putin, it's all yours. We think he's done, right? So that means Europe is destabilized, right? Europe is already in a tough spot. We got a lot of huge migrant issues there, and the far right is going up in Europe. If Putin starts making moves and invading more of Europe, at minimum, a lot of European countries are going to have to spend a lot more money on defense. That's going to weaken their social safety nets, get people upset, maybe lead to inflation, make destabilize a lot of European governments. And we got far right people all over Europe ready to jump on board in France and Germany, Austria, even up in the Scandinavia. So you're talking about a really potentially dark chapter of European history that who the hell knows how it's going to end. And then moving across the world to China, you think... You know, President Xi of China is going to maybe say, hey, they just gave Ukraine to Russia. I think we might as well take Taiwan. Now, this isn't 100% guaranteed, of course, but I would say the, the chances that China invades Taiwan increase dramatically if Trump wins. Because Trump's going to sit back. He doesn't give a fuck. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to go to war with China. Right? Now, Israel and Gaza is an interesting one. Right? A lot of people are down on Biden. There's people yelling genocide Joe at his rallies. Remember, Biden hasn't dropped a single bomb on any Palestinians. He hasn't killed any Palestinians. It's the Israeli army doing that. And it's genocide Joe. Okay, that's fucking dumb. And there are, you know, Arab Americans who live in key swing states. Michigan. are saying they're not going to vote for him. He's there trying to broker peace, trying to get Netanyahu out. He's trying to get, you know, the conditions for a Palestinian state. He has a tough job. He hates Netanyahu. Netanyahu's the Israeli Trump. Netanyahu hates Biden. So Biden's doing a really tough job, right? But he's, he's trying to help the situation. The far right in Israel are openly saying, they're looking forward and hoping for a Trump second term so that their gloves will be off and they can basically expel the Palestinians from Gaza. And you want to talk about genocide and ethnic cleansing, if Trump gets in, that's what they're going to fucking do. So anybody who doesn't vote for Biden or even votes for Trump because they're pissed off about Gaza is a fucking moron. Okay, you're a fucking fool because Trump will fucking throw the Palestinians under the bus and run over them 10 times, right? Biden is at least trying, right? What about the other dictators of the world? In South America, right? Other parts of Asia. You think as America retreats and this, you know, this America first isolationist, right? That they're not just going to go buck wild. This is going to be destabilizing for the world, right? So again, on the foreign policy stuff, it is scary, it is scary what the world would look like with America. And that's, again, for my liberal friends. You can be critical of American military power and its use. And I am. 
I've been one of the most critical. But you also have to have the other side of the coin and say, if we retreat and we just say, hey, it's hey, the world is a free for all. There's a lot of bad actors who will do a lot of bad stuff. There are a lot of people way worse than America in the world, whether it's China or Russia. America, we are not perfect. I think we are really flawed, but we're better than them. We are better than them in terms of international stability and rule of law and democracy, 100%. So now moving to domestic climate policy, right? We're finally on track now under Biden doing major climate policy. Trump's already said drill, fucking baby drill, everything. Burn every last drop. I don't know if they'll take out the, you know, the solar and electric vehicle provisions. I think they probably would. I think they probably would reverse that. But even if they didn't, if it's just drill, baby, drill, and every, right, there's no way we can tackle climate. No way. Right? Next up, immigration. Right? You think the border is in crisis now. Okay. We definitely have a problem with the asylum. I mentioned that already. And, of course, Biden and the Democrats had a bill. They worked on it, and the Republicans voted against their own fucking bill because they want this issue. And so if they win, what are they going to do with it? They're going to start deporting fucking people. They're going to start putting kids in cages again, and it's going to get fucking ugly. It's going to get ugly because there's, what, 15 million undocumented illegal immigrants, undocumented, whatever word, they're not here lawfully in the country now. They're going to have fucking people out and Gestapo-type forces knocking on people's doors and deporting people. You think that's not going to happen? You're on fucking drugs, right? So anyone who cares about immigrant rights, you might be mad that Biden was ready ready to do a, a border deal. I don't think you should be because border policy is legitimate. A nation needs to control its borders. Biden was doing the right thing about trying to take it seriously. But if you're mad at him about that, holy moly, it is going to be ugly. It's going to be real ugly, right? Going big picture here for a second. The rule of law. Remember, Trump is under indictment for 91 felonies for like 1,500 years in prison. And he's guilty of every fucking one and more. The guy should be in prison for 1,000 years, right? If he's president, wins, he throws all that out. And the rule of law is fucking gone. Because every crook, every fucking would-be insurrectionist looks and goes, wait up. You can do you can do the worst crimes. You can try to overthrow the government. You can steal secrets. You can rape people. You can pay off porn stars and you get elected president. This will enable the worst of the worst. So out of the 70 million Trump supporters, how many of them are truly depraved and psychopathic? I don't know. It's not a trivial number. Probably a couple million of that 70 million. And they're going to be like, holy moly, we can just go buck wild. My president will pardon me. Right? He says he's going to pardon the January 6th people. So we're going to let insurrectionists out in the streets to parades. MAGA parades of insurrectionists coming out of jail. What do you think that does to the rule of law? This is what I keep trying to tell people. The rule of law is fucking paper thin. We walk around feeling at peace. We see traffic lights. We see a cop here every now and then. People mostly obeying the laws. That's paper thin. That's just a social contract. And if this career thug, wannabe gangster, criminal, traitor is fucking becomes president 
it's just going to enable the worst of the worst. And there is no more rule of law because they're going to pack the courts again for another four fucking years with just right wing lunatics. And then it's fucking done. There's no more rule of law. Right. Black and brown people can get thrown in jail and rich white MAGA criminals get off. That's how it will be. Right. And it gets worse. Women's rights. You think that's going to go anywhere? I don't know if they do a national abortion ban. The politics of that so bad. Maybe even Trump doesn't do it. But they'll have a lot of options at the, you know, in the executive office to do all kinds of crazy shit to women. So if you care at all about women's rights, right? Trump is the motherfucker that took Roe versus Wade away, right? The last thing I'll just say here is they talk about gutting the administrative state, the deep state. What is that? This is firing the people who guarantee our clean water, who audit tax cheats, who regulate Wall Street to make sure people aren't ripping people off. If they gut those agencies, which they will have the ability to do, and fill them with MAGA grifters and con men? Do you understand the damage that will do to just basics of clean water and financial stability? All right. Again, one in 100 people have any fucking sense of what's going to happen if things go bad in November. It's going to be fucking horrible. For those of us, you know, um, who have kids, you know, the chances that our children will live in a prosperous and sustainable, peaceful world will decrease by 90% if Trump wins, right? Like I've mentioned earlier, America is in pretty good shape. And if we choose fascism when things are this relatively good, when things get actually bad, which they will get, we're going to become something truly monstrous, right? You, you throw in all the racism, the grift, the con, the end of the rule of law, the anger, the white grievance, and then maybe 400 million firearms. And America is a fucking tinderbox, right? This isn't scare tactics. I'm not trying to scare anybody. This is just reality based on history and human psychology, right? We must do everything we can to make sure Agent Orange doesn't win. I do this podcast. I talk to my friends and colleagues. I donate money and I match other people's donations. And I will do more as we approach the election. Everyone needs to figure out what they can do and ask themselves then if they can just do a little more. You know, there will be no turning back if we don't win this fight. I'm not trying to scare people. I really am not. I'm just trying to outline the reality, right? Not all the horrible things I discussed will happen immediately. Some will take unexpected twists and turns. Right, But most of the things I outlined are going to happen if we don't win this. Right, And those of us you know, who are adults now in our 30s, 40s, 50s, we will live with those repercussions for the rest of our lives. We will never, never get back normalcy for 30, 40, 50 years. And again, maybe the rest of our lives, we might go to our graves in the chaos of this moment. This is not a fucking drill, right? Chaos will accelerate on multiple dimensions, right, if we don't win. And fascists thrive in chaos. Again, the last thing I'll say here, there's this portion of the left, and I've seen this for 30 years. It kind of feels like, well, if everything gets really, really bad, then people will kind of realize we need democratic socialism or universal health care, you know. 
It just We have to kind of tear it all down to build it back up. I just want to say that is fucking bullshit. It's the opposite of the truth. The more chaos and the more people get down and out and the more desperate they get, the more fascist they get, right? Fascists thrive on chaos, right? That's why Trump and all these fucking right-wing lunatics are chaos agents because they thrive on that, right? You don't get liberal utopia out of chaos. You get liberal utopia or something in that vein from hard work, and incremental progress year after year after year that slowly builds up society. That's how you get progress, right? Chaos never leads to progress. So just disabuse yourself of that fantasy that, you know, things have to get worse before they get better. No, they don't. Things just need to get better. So I'll come back with the antidote right after the break. Deep. Time to go to a show. Got massive crew, and we're ready to roll. So I grab my gear, hop in the whip, and ride. premier has got the fly dope system inside, but my shit cranks too. And we got mad tapes of all the underground groups with the lyrics and bass. Off into the New York night we go. Dre Lodge got the camera, biggest chords got three rolls of film, so we can take the Mac out photos. Okay, so for the antidote today, there's been a lot in the news race recently. Most of it incredibly stupid about the relative cognitive states of Biden v. Trump. Anyone who's sane can see that Biden is completely sane. He's a little old. He's had a stutter all his life. He mixes a word or two every now and then, something everybody does. But that Trump is a raving fucking lunatic, right? But look, we don't live in a sane society. We live in a diseased, mentally ill society. So here's one thing I'm recommending everyone do that is very simple. And the fact that we haven't done it yet is yet another symptom of our collective failure to really deal with reality. So here it is. Refer to Trump from now on as Traitor Trump. That simple. Traitor Trump. Traitor Trump. Traitor Trump. That we have let him go from clue-plotting violent insurrectionists to legitimate presidential candidate in three short years is breathtakingly dumb. Let's win back the narrative. Traitor Trump, traitor Trump all day, every fucking day. Anytime you talk about him, and I'm going to do it. Anytime I mention Trump from now on, it's traitor Trump. Because that's what he is. A seditionist, a coward, a loser, and above all, a traitor. And we can all do that and just get that out into the zeitgeist. So with that, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I'll try to come back with something a little more positive in the coming weeks and months. But, you know, again, here we are. If you're enjoying, you know, the podcast, please rate it, share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And with that, everybody, have a great rest of the week. Take care. Be well.